0: This is Senior Talk presented by Heartfelt Care at Home on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Hello, and thank you for joining Senior Talk right here and only on KRDO 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Today in the studio, we have first time guest Nancy Giovanni, but the uh, your at Home Health, uh, your company has been on a couple of times, but it's our first chance to get to speak with you. And thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you. And because I didn't approach it correctly, I'm Dan Wilson, guest hosting for Greg Koopman, the senior talk host and uh, extraordinary individual in the senior healthcare community. Nancy, would you give us a chance just to get to know you a little bit? How did you find your way into this Line of work.
1: Well, I always enjoyed the sciences, so went to college, got my degree in microbiology. Uh, at the end of that, I decided I couldn't spend the rest of my life in a laboratory, so I studied under a physical therapist. Enjoyed that immensely. So then I went on to physical therapy school. Uh, been a physical therapist for almost thirty years, and you know, did therapy for the majority of that, and then I. Um, Found my way into kind of the marketing and the sales aspect of healthcare.
0: Very nice. Yeah. And you are with at home healthcare. Yes. Can you give us a second to introduce us to who at home healthcare is? Yes.
1: Yeah, so at home healthcare is a home health agency, a skilled home health agency that provides uh, registered nurses, physical, occupational, and speech therapists. And we go to the home and help. Uh, patients with their recovery.
0: Very nice. Fulfilling way to make a living.
1: Yes, it is. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah very cool. At home healthcare has deep roots and history in Colorado. Uh, could you tell us just a little bit about how this local approach mm-hmm. impacts the care that's given?
1: Mm-hmm. So, at home healthcare has been in Colorado Springs for 18 years. So, we've been around for wow. a little bit. Um, we. We are owned by a larger company, one of the largest home health companies in the nation. But lo- locally, we our leadership is local. Obviously, all of our clinicians are local. We have great partnerships with Memorial Hospital, Penrose Hospital, um, and all of the rehab facilities in town. We, um, we are very, very proud of our relationships, and we commit to high quality of care um, because it is our, it is our name out there. And so um, we just stand by it and we just uh, endeavor to just be great partners in this community.
0: And you are. <laughs> A little bit of validation that yes, you're working yes. with you. You're, you're, you do amazing work.
1: Well, thank you.
0: You briefly overviewed some of the types of services that Skilled home health care covers, mm-hmm. but for the sake of the listeners who may not have as have nine years worth of experience in the industry, can you give an overview of the, the types of services that skilled home care covers?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so so we I, I like to um, say we're kind of like a miniature rehabilitation hospital that goes to the home, nice. so we. We see patients that have been recently discharged from a hospital or a rehab hospital. That's the majority. And we provide a skilled, skilled nursing. Um, our nursing can go in and do education on whatever disease process or whatever injury that patient had. Um, medication management, uh, home safety evaluations, our physical therapists, we go in and we do gait training and strengthening and balance training, again, home safety in, the o- in their own home setting, um, which is a, a really cool thing about home health is we get to assess the patient in the environment that they live in. Um, Very
0: important.
1: And then their occupational therapists really address activities of daily living. So bathing, toileting, dressing, can they prepare a light meal for themselves? Um, and then our speech therapists... They work on uh, cognition and swallowing, um, different types of modification of meals if they need that. And um, across the board, all all disciplines are always assessing a patient's safety and the level of education they have and educating them on what's going on with their with their recovery.
0: Okay, okay. You mentioned something in that description that, I'd like you uh, some, some details on if you're willing to, mm-hmm. I, I told you, I don't always go by the written questions. <laughs> um, the, you mentioned gait. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you talk about that? Why is that important? What does it yeah. mean?
1: So gait is just a fancy word, I guess, for walking,
0: okay. uh,
1: safety with walking. So uh, gate comes into play a lot with post-orthopedic surgery patients. So total hip, total knees. Uh, we see a lot of that in our home health setting, and so it's just analyzing how somebody is walking and correcting that pattern, so it's not a faulty pattern. Um, and then with that, analyzing their balance. So, yeah. and and also assessing if they need an assistive device. Do they need a cane? Do they need a walker? And then we can assist them to get that equipment.
0: Very nice. I I read somewhere uh, that a person's gait. At a certain stage, depending on the speed and consistency, yes. it can determine the likely longevity.
1: Yes, there are multiple studies out there. Yeah, your your um, speed of gait is actually an indicator of how many years you have left.
0: <laughs> so you're not telling people who have a slower gait they need to hurry. <laughs> no. You're just saying that that's something that can 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 determine. Your, yes. your gait, your, the way you walk, the way your posture, you carry yourself as you move.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so we address those aspects of gait. So hopefully, you know, they have, they, they, they return to a normal gait pattern, right? And increase their speed. And yeah, absolutely. normal for them. Normal for them. That's yeah. good.
0: You, you mentioned a couple of scenarios in that previous description that you deal with, but can you, can you give more of a, a general swath? As to the scenarios, you typically see patients in need of your services. Mm -hmm.
1: So post-surgical patients are a typical demographic. So whether it's an orthopedic surgery or if they went in for some other type of surgery, that is a typical uh, patient. um, Somebody who had a recent stroke or they were hospitalized because of a COPD incident. We see post-COVID patients. Um. So anybody that has either had surgery or they are physically debilitated from a medical process, those are our typical patients. Um. And we do get referrals from private clinics and from just f- from physicians as well.
0: Okay. So referrals come, I'm sure, in a number of ways, but but let's – the referral is for as people are going into their home. Right. And so – Let's talk a little bit about safe transitions when coming out of the hospital or rehab, getting back home. How important is it to have services like skilled home health care and other services in place upon discharge home?
1: Well, it's, it's extremely important because statistically a patient is at the greatest risk of going back to the hospital within 24 to 48 hours of being discharged from the hospital. So... Our commitment is to get out the, the hospitals. Um, the, the case managers are, are very, very good at doing these referrals. And so we get the referral from the hospital, and our commitment is to be at that patient's home within 24 to 48 hours because wow. we know that's the highest time frame of risk. So we, we make contact the day they get home with a welcome call. We have the doctor's order in hand. We explain to them who we are and why we're calling and we set up their first appointment and we also commit to seven touches in seven days so that's either a phone call and or in person visit
0: so seven points of contact yes within seven days yes just to make sure
1: that they are okay because once they when they're at the hospital and you know the nurses are going over their meds and all of their discharge planning you know patients are pretty stressed out and they don't <laughs> remember a lot so at that bedside hospital interaction, right?
0: Absolutely. There's so many times I've I've seen people go through this process <laughs> yeah. and on literally the worst day in their life, yes. they're supposed to gather information that after years in the industry, I can't keep track of all the pieces that are being thrown around. Yeah, that is true
1: story. Yep. Yeah, they're overwhelmed. Yeah. And and they're in pain and you know, they have new medications and it's the list is endless, right? And so you know, I, I did home health as a physical therapist, and, and so I know when you get to the home, you know, their meds are in a box and they're afraid to take those meds because they're not sure what they were told at the hospital. And, yeah. you know, maybe they have wounds and they took the dressing off and didn't know they weren't supposed to, and now we have an open wound. And so, so it is um, – it's super important to get there pretty quickly. And those seven touches – Um, education is one of the primary goals of home health, right? Because we have time. They're not stressed out. They're in their own home environment. Family members hopefully and probably are there as well to hear what we're saying. Um, So we have, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of just educating them on what happened and going over their meds, their precautions, anything that the discharge, um, you know, policies and procedures from the hospital were given to them. And, so our, our goal is to educate, I guess, at the end of the day and get them safe, get them comfortable, and get them on the route to recovery and knowing what to look for, when to call us if there's a problem, okay. when to call the the not the hospital, but call um, 911. We have great education pieces we put on their refrigerator door yeah. so they can say, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't need to call. I'm looking at all my signs and symptoms. I'm good. Or, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. I need to call somebody. Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you, you reference that typically a discharge planner or a case manager mm-hmm. or someone from the rehab or the, the hospital mm-hmm. will make the contact with a skilled home, with at-home yes. health. If someone is discharged and feels like they, they don't feel real comfortable on stairs or they're not really sure how what's going on with this part of their body or, or, or something, is it allowable for them to reach out to you directly?
1: Absolutely. We get calls all the time. Um, hey, I was discharged from the hospital. Um, I'm not doing well. I, I need a walker or uh, I can't get into my bathtub. And so at that point, we just go back to the primary care provider, let them know the situation and ask for orders from their primary care.
0: So if it's someone who's on Medicare and goes through that process for you to go to the doctor, that could mean that there may be no cost whatsoever to the
1: Correct. Medicare is 100% covered. No copay, no deductible. Traditional Medicare, 100% covered. We have a lot of Medicare Advantage plans now. That is usually 100% covered. Sometimes there's restrictions on number of visits we can do under those plans. So those are kind of based on just the plan by plan. But Mm -hmm. straight Medicare, TRICARE, TriWest, VA, We have a 60-day episode on those patients.
0: Wow. Well, I suppose this is probably as good a place as any to say, Nancy, are you willing to give a contact information for how people can get in touch with you if that's something that would be fitting for them or someone they know and love?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our office phone number at home is 719-227-8624. Or feel free to call me. My phone is 970 four three three one zero three eight
0: thank you so much nine seven zero that 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 infers you're from more of a rural part of Colorado. <laughs> I right used there. to live in Glenwood Springs, I, yes. I get that. I get that. Um let's transition just a little bit when somebody when 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 we're looking at a new partner in my recovery. Mm-hmm. The admission process, starting it and just getting the ball once the ball's rolling, sometimes the the momentum yeah. can just take you through it and you ask the questions as you go. But right. but what does the admission process look looks like? is is a doctor's order always needed? sometimes is that peripheral? what what what's a what is the admission process?
1: so we entail? we can only function under a doctor's order. so okay. we we have to have a doctor's order. So again, if you're coming out of a facility, and we get the order that way, perfect. If you're at home thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm falling all the time or I need equipment or I'm just not doing well, I, I don't know how to take all these medicines, and, and you don't have home health services, that's just an easy phone call to your provider, your your primary doctor, and say, I'm super interested in some home health services. Most providers know about us. That's one of my main jobs is to let providers know who we are and what we do, Um and so that you can call your provider and ask for, for an order for home health. And or you can call me and I go back to your provider and say, hey, you know, Mrs. Jones called me. She's having some issues. You know, could would it be okay if we did some home health?
0: It's nice to have a friend in the home skilled home health <laughs> business. Um, home is a part of the name. Yes. At home health, skilled home health care. Can you talk a little bit about the homebound requirement? What does mm-hmm. that mean?
1: Yeah, people do get confused on that because they think that they're if they're homebound they they're prisoners in their own home, right? And that's <laughs> that's not true.
0: Nobody wants that.
1: Nobody wants that. So, um Medicare guidelines has um set the guidelines stating that if it's a taxing effort to leave your home, you are homebound. So
0: Can you repeat that?
1: If, if it's a taxing effort to okay. leave your home, okay. that's considered homebound. Thank you. So if you are on oxygen, you require a walker or a cane, or you need someone to assist you to the car, that, that's a taxing effort, especially people post-surgery. That's very taxing to get into that car and out of that yeah. car multiple times a week for your outpatient services, right? So- Home health comes in and says you have a skilled need. Your doctor, there is a skilled diagnosis. You have had had surgery. You've had a stroke, whatever that skill is. And you're not out golfing every day and shopping and driving around. Um, So, But it's going to take a lot of effort for you to get somewhere, to get some more therapy or whatever outpatient services you require. Um, You can go and get your hair done. You can go to church. You can go to your doctor's appointments. If there's a special family outing plan, you're, you're able to do that as well under homebound status.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's not that I'm shackled to the home. It's just if it's a taxing effort. Well, depending on the week, (laughs) that could be something I could qualify for. Um, do patients, do patients when they're, do they have a choice as to which, which home health care they, they use. Because a lot of times when you're discharged from a rehab center or or a hospital, mm-hmm. the discharge planner will not only – they'll just make it simple. Mm-hmm. They'll say, mm-hmm. this is what you need, and here we have someone set up to take care of you. Right. Is there choice? There is that? choice.
1: Those discharge planners always offer a choice bedside at the facility. If, uh, if a patient has had home health before and they really like that company, they can request that company. A lot of patients have never been exposed to home health, so they don't even know where to start. So the discharge planner, number one, it's based on insurance. There's a lot of home health companies in Colorado Springs, but we all offer different insurances. We all have mm. contracts with different insurances. So discharge planners know that. So they may present to a patient three different home healths that they know take that insurance plan, um, but they but a patient always has a choice to pick who they want.
0: Patient choice. That's key. It is key. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a mantra that yeah. I say on a daily <laughs> you know. basis. Like you have a choice. Yes. It's because the it the the momentum. I, I've used that term twice today, but the momentum of this type of scenario, this mm-hmm. type of process when you're going through it, you feel like you're just swept up yeah. and it's a river and you're floating and trying to keep your head above water. But, yes. but yes. in the process, there is a choice for just about every part. Every part. Every single part. You have a
1: choice who comes to your home, when they come to your home. We have patients um state they would like a female therapist or a male therapist okay. or maybe there's not a good fit. So we get a different person in. But they always are in control of their care.
0: Yeah. I We find that on, on the non-medical side as well. As some folks, if they're dealing, depending on how personal mm-hmm. the care being provided, right. uh, there's, there's a myriad of options as far as what people would prefer. Yes, and not yes, prefer. there is. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not a right and wrong preference. No, no. It's what makes you comfortable as you go through a very intrusive, difficult process mm-hmm. of having this body heal and getting back inside of daily
1: life. Absolutely.
0: Activities of daily living. Activities of daily living. Well, we talked a little bit about patient choice, Mm -hmm. but there are some things that are outside of the patient's control as well as the skilled home health care. One of those would be how long a patient can receive the services. Right. A physical therapist, speech, occupational therapist, nurse, what are those guidelines stipulations? What should the listeners know mm-hmm. about your parameters?
1: Yes, so home health, skilled home health is is temporary and it's intermittent. So that's key. So by what that means is a traditional Medicare patient, Medicare allows us a sixty day episode. We can be in that home for sixty days. Based on the plan of care and the severity of what's going on with that patient, our clinicians make a plan with that patient. So in that 60 days, you might have physical therapy two to three times a week. You might have occupational therapy one to two times a week. If there's cognition or swallowing problems, speech therapy might be in one or two times a week Um, and for that 60-day period. If you still have a skilled need and you're still homebound with that taxing effort, We can recertify patients for another 30 days and another 30 days. It's all based on need, right, and homebound status. Some insurances limit our visits. So some of our managed plans, um, we can get seven visits. Mm. um, And we have to preauthorize everything and get the okay from them. So sometimes insurances dictate how long we're in the home. Okay,
0: okay. Everything in the last four years has changed. Um, quarantine, yes, COVID, all these pieces—they, everything's changed. When it comes to skilled home healthcare,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, um, how has that changed over the years that you've been doing this?
1: Definitely, people are more acutely ill and have more complex issues at home. Back in the day. Stay in the hospital for a week, two weeks. When I first started as a therapist, a total knee was in the hospital for seven days. Now they're home within 24 hours, Ooh. right? So, um, and hospitals discharge a lot sooner. So we have people coming out with drains and tubes and things that I didn't see 25 years ago. So mm-hmm. definitely more complex. Home health, though, has really kept up and... Our clinicians are so highly trained that we we see these acute care patients, but we do an excellent job with them. Um, and that is our goal, right? Educate, educate. We have more to educate on these days and keep them home and
0: keep them safe. And just as a, because I need a glossary whenever I'm dealing with <laughs> medical pieces, yeah. can, you make, can, can you describe the difference between acute?
1: Yes. So... Acute means um, severity. Okay. So, so the severity of the injury or the illness is is higher, more intense.
0: When they will. go home.
1: Yes, when they go home.
0: So people are sent home with more
1: more medical issues. More issues. Um, you know, if if there's like I said, like post surgery, mm. you know, you have wounds, you have drainage, you have medication issues, you might have adverse effects. All of that was managed in the hospital setting.
0: Hmm.
1: 10, 15 years ago. Now when we get home, we have fresh wounds, new meds that someone needs to monitor. Um, their mobility isn't as good because they just had this happen 24 hours ago, right. So hmm. they are just more more severely impacted yeah And we're seeing them a lot sooner.
0: Yeah. So just because someone had an experience 15 years ago, and went through, or or knew someone who went through a similar process, mm-hmm. doesn't mean they know what they should expect Correct. this time around.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so not is
0: so so literally everything is changing. Everything is that's changing. The world is change. Yes, um, and that's why you have good partners to help you walk through it. Absolutely. That's good. Yep. At home healthcare pledges three things, mm-hmm. and so le- let's take just a second and, and walk through them. The, the three that are person-centered, mm-hmm. quality-focused, mm-hmm. and community-minded. What does that mean for your patients and our listeners? So
1: person-centered, um, we we literally give one-on-one care in your home. That's about as much person-centered, right, as as you can get. Um, and we take the time. So we're in your home 45 minutes to an hour every time we're there. And we're wow. totally focused on you, your care and your recovery. Very nice. Um Quality-focused, we are measured on our outcomes, and we um, assess our quality weekly uh, several different ways. One, we do patient satisfaction surveys. So after our care, we really like our input from our patients. What did you like? What did you not like? We, We really, really depend on those surveys because then we can go back to our clinicians and train and educate and improve however we need to. We also have rehospitalization rates that we look at. Huge important thing that um, Medicare and all of our insurances out there look at. The national average is about a 15% rehospitalization rate in home health. Ours is 7%. Wow! So we do a Half. really good job keeping our patients at home. Yes. And the last one is our overall outcomes. So we just take a lot of different data, beginning and end of our treatments of a patient, and they crunch all those numbers and we look at that data. A five, it's a one out of five rating that we get from Medicare kind of guidelines. And right now we're at a 4.5. So that's how we look at our quality. We have different measures we look at. And the last one is community minded. And uh, part, majority of my job now is community outreach, right? So I'm in the providers' offices, the hospitals, the rehabs, educating them on what we do, how we do it. Um, what we can do for their patients, and then I do community outreach in facilities. I will go to ALFs and give talks on low vision or balance or, um, you know, diabetes. So we do a lot of community outreach in the facilities.
0: So you mentioned ALFs, which I yes. assume <laughs> it references assisted living. Yes, facilities. And, facility. Yes. and so there are a number of different types of facilities and communities that you can end up living at. Is it realistic for someone to expect to age in their home?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, it depends on family support, I think is, is, is number one, right? But with all the services that now go to somebody's home, I think it is realistic. You, you do your home health, right? You do your part of going into the home and caregiving, um, the skilled part does their part getting to the home. We have mobile therapies. We have mobile dispatch. So I do think it's realistic to age at home.
0: Absolutely. That's good good news. Yes, it Absolutely. is good
1: news, yes.
0: If there was something you would want to leave with the listeners
1: mm-hmm. from your
0: almost a decade mm-hmm. in this industry, what would, be, what would be the piece that you would say, just keep this in mind?
1: If you're having a difficult time at home and you don't feel safe, in terms of your health care you don't feel like you have a handle on what's happening with your disease or with your just your surroundings even if you just don't feel safe and comfortable reach out to home health we can get that doctor's order we can come and do a home safety eval if, if you don't need us or you don't qualify it's okay at least someone's put eyes and ears on you and given you peace of mind but don't ever hesitate to ask your doctor for an order for home health, if that's something that in this discussion, you thought, oh, wow, yeah, I could really use some help with that.
0: Beautiful. Well, just in case someone said just now, well, you know, I think that could be me. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to give your contact information just one more time? Sure.
1: Sure. So you can call our office at 719-227-8624, or you can call me directly, 970 433 one zero
0: three eight. Thank you, Nancy.
1: Yes, thank you. It was
0: a pleasure to speak with you, and and as always, keep up the good work. Um, you guys do wonderful things for our community, and uh, not a lot of people bang pots and pans <laughs> for home health care companies, but going in, being the doctor, going in, of, of course, not the doctor, but the being the individual going in to help is is a mm-hmm. wonderful asset to our community. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Well, thank you for joining Senior Talk today. I am Dan Wilson, guest hosting for Greg Koopman, founder of Heartfelt Care at Home. Please join us every Saturday and Sunday at 105.5, 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM right here and only on KRDO.